Hi, and thanks for joining us on the Crossroads Lismore podcast. We hope that you are challenged and changed by today's message. If you'd like to know more or want to contact us, you can go to www.crossroadslismore.com. Thanks, beloved Stephen. <laughs> Be loved. I'm going to just condense as much as possible so we can get to eating, but um, I want to speak about the, the power of choosing today. So if you turn to Deuteronomy, we're going to go to the 30th chapter, starting with verse 15 out of the book of Deuteronomy. Whenever I, uh, I've tried to write poetry, and I usually do it with a guitar, and I find the voice of Adam Sandler, and I sing, and children laugh, and women cry, and rooms are emptied. It doesn't go well, so I'll, I'll leave it to you, Wendy. Because if that happened during lunchtime, people would lose their lunch. Deuteronomy 30, chapter 15. This is Moses talking over the people of Israel. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This week I was watching, the boys were watching a show and I happened to, to glance and look at it because it was Bear Grylls. You guys know Bear Grylls, he's kind of, uh, kind of the, one of the head people for Alpha, of course, which Peter will be launching here one of these days, or has already started. But Bear Grylls is kind of like a man that is a survivalist, and he goes out and he's dropped in locations, and he can survive off bugs, twigs, and the dew off grass for months. He's just that kind of survival guy, special ops for the British forces. Anyways, there's a show called You Versus Wild, and it's an, it's an interactive story about the harshest of environments and you help Bear Grylls survive and thrive and overcome all the obstacles that are set in front of him. I've watched the advert a few times. <laughs> and so, um, so it's actually you click what he should do. So if there's an instance where Bear needs sustenance, you can click on the left of the screen and he can eat raw bird eggs. Or he can also pluck the cactus and draw water out of it if you click to the right. So you decide Bear's fate. But, oh, you chose the cactus because you thought, oh, that's a safe one because who wants to eat uh, chicken bird eggs, raw eggs? But they didn't tell you that the cactus was poisonous. Sorry, Bear. <laughs> Guess you have to watch another episode. So you find out what happens each episode based on your selections on how Bear is going to get out of that. Sounds like a great premise. But it's easier to decide someone else's fate when you don't face the consequences, right? It's always great for you. Hey, yeah, you do that. I think you should go jump off that 
edge of the house onto the pool. Because you don't bear the consequences, do you? But when you also decide for someone else, though, you also take away the experience of empowerment on making that decision. And one of the great things about living in a country and in a free place where we can decide what we want to choose. We live in this country where you can go to whatever uni that you want to go to if you choose to. You could decide what job you want to apply for this week. You can decide which pizza place you want to go to if you're in the mood for pizza. You can decide if you're going to be an Eels fan or who's the other team you're playing? Panthers. You can decide if you want to be a Blues supporter or a Moron supporter. I mean, Maroon supporter. You have that choice. <laughs> Sorry, did I, did I make a slip up? <laughs> I empowered you to make the right choice through manipulative speech. When I first moved to Australia, now 11 years ago, I was not a citizen. Believe it or not, I thought when I married someone like Natasha, I'd automatically be an, Amer uh, an Australian citizen. It didn't work like that. I wasn't even a permanent resident. I wasn't even on a partner visa yet, hadn't been married. I was on a tourist visa. And it's very limiting on what you can do as a tourist living in this country, and you can't work. So for the month that I was living over here, waiting to get married, I just sat at my sister-in-law's house with her children and played with the dog and cleaned the house and waited for well, us to get married. And then we got married and we got back from our honeymoon. And after that, I got to live with my mother-in-law, which she's here today. And so I'll say nothing but good things because there is nothing but good to say. Because not only did I live with my wife, my now wife and my mother-in-law, but also my other sister-in-law and their grandmother, all in the same house after just getting married. It was actually really great. It really was. But when I call back and I talk to my friends about that situation and that I just got married, um, they laughed. <laughs> you, you, and I lived in the garage, too, by the way, which was a great garage. And then they said, you living in the garage with your mother-in-law and your sister-in-law and your grandma and your wife, and you don't have a job? <laughs> well done, Chris. Well done. You're starting off on the right foot. It was nothing but an estrogen experience. It was great. It was a wonderful house. And that really would have been a perfect situation for a reality show, because they were the perfect set of characters for a great show. Lots of, lots of fun. It was a great season. But in saying that, which was a great season, there might be some seasons where you're at right now, where you're going through something where your options might feel a bit limited, if not wanting. In fact, the situation that you might be going through or the challenges that you might be facing might feel like you're going through something where your back is against the wall. And the options are few, and the weight is insurmountable. So what do you do? If you're in that place right now, or are going to go in that place soon, can I provide you a word of hope and encouragement today? In the midst of all of that, no matter what you're going through, you still get to choose. The power of choice. No matter the evil... No matter the temptation, no matter where you are around the world, and if you're listening to this right now, no matter the stress, no matter the lack of money, no matter how dire the situation is, you still get to choose. But what do I get to choose? <laughs> That's where we're going. Now, let me empathize and let me understand that if you are going through something right now, I'm not just going to say, suck it up, Sally, get on with it, make that choice to just get through it. Because... There are real situations that we go through, and the first thing is to make sure you acknowledge that you are going through it. 
Okay, that's a great piece of counseling advice there, even though I'm not a counselor. It's just personal experience. Okay, acknowledge it, know it. But just like anything that is powerful, it can be used for good and bad, that choice. And the ability of choice makes choosing such a powerful act every day in every situation. And one of the most daring and even loving things that God did was to allow Adam and Eve to choose. Now, I want to read to you another passage of Scripture. This is actually in the book right after Deuteronomy in the book of Joshua. Now, as you know, Joshua ascended the leadership role after Moses passed away. And they had been promised to go through the promised land. And they had gone through the wilderness. And they had done all of these things to try to find out where God was leading them. Yet they continued to fall away, follow and worship other idols. And they continued to get lost. And God continued to save them and bring them back. So now we have Joshua who has led them through to the promised land now. And this is the end of the book, chapter 24. It's one of the last times that he's going to speak to them because he has seen this situation over and over about going away from the Lord, about coming back to the Lord, about seeing God fulfill his promises to get them to the promised land. And most of the time, God's elect would come up and say, you need to do this because you've fallen away, you've sinned, you've done all these things, so we are going to do this and get back right with the Lord. But this is a very different situation. Let's read it and find out what Joshua is going to say. Verse 14 and 15 of Joshua 24. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua didn't tell him what to do this time. He's leading by example, and he's saying, I have seen what has happened before, and I've even seen my ancestors choose other gods, and I'm even seeing some of you right now choose the gods of this land. But instead of telling you what to do, I'm going to empower you to make the right choice, and I'm going to lead by example, and one of the best things that we can do to change the world to choose for ourselves what we will do and who we will serve. And the best thing that I can do as a man and the father of my household is to say who, who we will serve. We will serve the Lord. Choose you this day. Every day that we wake up is an opportunity to choose. It's a daily decision. In every situation, in every moment, we can choose love. We can choose joy. We can choose peace. We can choose wisdom. We can choose Holy Spirit power. We can choose compassion. We can choose God's way. Ideas, thoughts, revelations, all those things that God gives us in our minds that, that we think of are, are great, but if they are not fulfilled and gone after, then they're just unfulfilled dreams. We have to choose to make them happen. What happens when you go through each day and you just kind of allow things to happen? You don't want to have too much pressure on you, so you know, it takes a lot of energy to make a choice. You just kind of, kind of wake up and just see which way the wind blows. I might decide which roundabout exit to get off of. I might decide which thing I'm going to eat today. But other than that, I'm going to keep it simple. I don't want to choose too many things because it's too hard. What happens when you do that? 
There's a story of Ronald Reagan. Some of you might remember his name. He's a president in the United States back in the 80s. Ronald Reagan was a little boy, and his aunt took him to see the cobbler. The cobbler. Remember what those were? I don't. I'm too old, too young for that. It's the shoemaker back in the old days. So she took him to the cobbler, and the cobbler said to Ronald Reagan, so, son, what kind of shoes would you like? Would you like round toes or square toes? Those were your options back then. And Ronald Reagan was kind of kind of nervous. He didn't, big decision. He didn't know what to do. There's two choices. He wasn't sure if he wanted to, I don't know what to do. So he's like, I don't know. So the shoemaker said, come back in a couple days and just let me know. Have a think about it. Come back. A couple days had passed and the shoemaker saw Ronald Reagan on the streets and said, hey, son, you decided what kind of shoes you wanted. He still didn't know. He's like, um, I, I really, I don't know. And the shoemaker said, all right then. So a few more days later, the shoemaker had finished making those shoes, and the aunt and Ronald Reagan came back to pick them up. And Ronald was a bit shocked to find out that the shoemaker had given him one round toe and one square toe. <laughs> President Reagan had learned a valuable lesson that he always remembered later growing up, is that every day he put those shoes on, he learned this lesson, that if you do not decide for yourself, Someone else will do it for you. <laughs> and that's what happens when we don't decide and choose what comes into our lives, what we allow, what our boundaries will be. Okay, okay, you're saying, I get it, I get it. I need to make intentional choices to allow the Lord to give me freedom. And it's great. It sounds wonderful. But how do I know what is the best choice to make? Because we live in a world with multiple choices. Just go down the cereal aisle and you'll see choice after choice after choice. How do I know what's the best one for me? As Stephen so powerfully shared last week, the first thing I do is ask Holy Spirit. He is our counselor. He's our guide. He's our advocate. Why wouldn't I go to him first? It's a great thing because you're involving him in that process, and there's nothing wrong at all with involving the Lord in any process that you make, right? Am I wrong? Right. right. So staying close to God in intimacy, as Stephen talked about last week, just helps us to hear him better. We hear his voice more clear when we're near him more often. The second thing, and the only other thing I would do is, will this decision glorify God? The decision that I'm about to make. No big or small. And you might add, well, how, if I'm going to decide to exercise in the morning or the afternoon, how is that really going to glorify God either way? I'm still going to glorify him with my body, right? And it might not be the fact the time of day that you exercise, but it's how you involved the Lord in the process that makes all the difference. Yeah. It probably doesn't matter when you exercise. Just exercise. <laughs> But what it does do that he might also show you in that little example that might have not have been that small, where to go, which way to go to work that day. You, he might bring you that revelation that might be a bit different than what you thought of on your own. It could be that store that you go to that day that you don't normally go to to get in front of a, a clerk or a person that works there you never would see before to love on them when they really needed a person of God's love to shower them with his blessing that day. You never know what will happen when you listen to the power of the Holy Spirit's leading and guidance in your lives. And I love it when the boys come to me and they say, Dad, will you play with me? Now, a lot of times it always seems to come when I'm so busy and they ask me in those moments where I have things going on, but I still feel so loved when my children come to me and ask me a question if I can play with them. 
can't speak for God, but I can imagine he loves it when we come to him and involves him in our daily lives, in our daily situations. Now, I think a lot of the children are outside right now, but I was wondering if there were three, uh, three children or maybe three adults that want to come up here real quick and uh, show an example. Give, give, a, give me an example real quick. I need two volunteers real fast. Any children in the back or are they all outside? No? Do I have two adults that want to be children? <laughs> all right, Tim, you can come down and bring Lou. Actually, I need two more now after Tim. Who else wants to come down? All right, Arlen, and one more. Ah, oh, thank you. Needs to be a woman, that's right. Especially when there's a choice involved. Okay. Here we go, guys. I have... <laughs> I have a couple of Kit Kats here for you. And I, I'm a really bad mathematician. I invited three people up here, and there's only two. Oh, man, why did I do that? Um, how can we um, solve this situation? What's the, how, would, how do we get rid of these? Split it up. You can split it up, okay. But then somebody might have germs, and you don't want to pass on anything to anybody else. So any, any other solutions that you don't want to? Uh, I could not have. You could what? I could go with that. You could go with that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Is... I need to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Arlen. Um, we'll, we'll give one to Tim then. You can have the other one. And Arlen, if you, you guys can go and cherish your treasure that um, Arlen has let you have. And if Arlen, if you want to stay up here real quick, I want to ask you a question. Thank you, volunteers. You are much rewarded now. Um, why did you decide that option? Um, I guess it was a choice. Uh, it seemed like logical to me. <laughs> Very logical. You have a logical brain to serve and to give, which you actually do. So it came out beautifully without, I didn't even ask you to do that. It was just a perfect response of a situation where you decided to put other people's needs before yourselves. And there's a verse in, in that uh, Paul um, reiterates that Jesus um, spoke about, um, it is better to give than to receive, but I'm gonna give you two of them <laughs> because of your response. Thanks, Arlen. Should have volunteered, that's right. Now, all this talk of choosing might make you really excited because you've been empowered to actually go out and make powerful choices. Every time you make a choice, it's powerful. Whether you realize it or not, in the, in the physical realm, in the spiritual realm, you're making powerful choices. And some of you might be still be going, oh, man, that's still, still a lot overwhelming. I still have a total making you know, decisions on basic needs every day, so I'm still not sure exactly how I feel about this yet. But this last part of the message in this verse could be the best part for you today. Turn to John 15. Chapter, uh, chapter 15, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking. John 15, 16. And this is what he said. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Out of all of the decisions in the world and the choices that we make, there is one that we cannot do, and that is choose God first. Because if we could, he wouldn't be God. 
It'd be a product. You have been chosen. I love that because it says, you have not chosen me, but, it's a, and it's a big but, but I have chosen you. That's good enough for me right there. You could just leave the rest of the verse out, but he gives us more because <laughs> that's the love of the Father, always giving us more. He chose us. If he chose you, that means you're valuable. That means you're worth it. If you're hearing otherwise in your brain, if other things or people are telling you that, don't believe it. It's a lie. It's of the enemy. You've been chosen and appointed. If you've been appointed, that means you have a point to your life. You've been given purpose. You have plans. So Jesus calls you. He fills you with purpose, and he wants you to bear fruit to others, fruit that will last. How annoying is it to put your hand in the fruit basket, and there's fruit flies hanging around, and the fruit is, is off, and it doesn't smell good, and you know it won't taste good if you have it. But lasting fruit is beautiful. Can you imagine if you had the effect on someone's life to radically change them and bring them closer to Jesus just by the way that you lived, just by living out of fullness, by choosing to show them what love looks like, you might alter their destiny to know Jesus Christ because of the way he is working through you to them. That's not just a once-off feel-good feeling fruit. That's a lasting impact of a fruitful life because this verse that we just read comes out of the illustration of the vine and the branches. When we know that we've been chosen by him, we are connected to him to live a fruitful life. That's why when I wake up every day, I can make choices that bring me life. I choose life because I know I've been chosen by the way, the truth, and the life. If you're feeling powerless in your lack of making powerful decisions, if you feel like maybe you are making some decisions, but they're not glorifying God. If you want more for yourself and those around you so that you can give lasting fruit in your life, then first know that Jesus has chosen you. That's good news. He has died and paid for your sins and wants to fill your life with so much joy, so much strength, so much grace, so much love. And he will give you everything you need to make every decision you will ever make. That's just good news to hear today. I don't know if you need to hear that or be encouraged, but we can choose daily because he has chosen us eternally. It's settled. Will I make wrong choices? Yes, I have made wrong choices, and I will be the first to admit that. But the Holy Spirit is giving me his wisdom to make choices that will glorify him and make decisions that will honor him and love on those people that he has surrounded me with every day. And I believe that today is the day for some in here to know that today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to choose. You might have been kind of hemming and hawing and we sometimes choose to follow Jesus. We sometimes will choose his ways, but I really want to... <laughs> Put it out there today to surrender completely to choosing Jesus. You can't go wrong with that. Because when you choose him, you gain life. You have purpose every day. 
Even the smallest decisions that you make every day are still used to glorify Him. You don't realize it. We don't see the effects of holy, righteous decisions. But the kingdom is built on every decision that you make because we're faithful. We want to be used by Him. So let's just close our eyes this morning. And I want to challenge you in living in the power of choice and involving the Holy Spirit in that part of your life every day. No decision's too small to glorify God with our lives. And every decision we make is powerful. And if there's areas of our lives that we're making decisions that are not glorifying God, I just want you to be honest with Holy Spirit right now because he's coming in a loving way. He's surrounding you with his grace and mercy. And he doesn't want us to live in shame or guilt. He wants us to live in freedom. And that is why we have choice. Because he's given us freedom in Christ. We sang this morning that you, you can breathe but not really live. And I want to challenge you today to really live in the fullness of Christ. Holy Spirit, speak to us right now. Show us any areas of our life that is not bringing fruit, lasting fruit to others, that is not honoring you with the way that we live. And I pray every day that when we wake up, we will choose life in Christ. Yes, Lord, to your will and to your way. Yes, Lord, I will trust you and obey. Seek our hearts out this morning, Lord. Let us live in the fullness and the overflow and the power of the Holy Spirit. If the Lord is challenging you this morning, I'd encourage you to come after this is over and speak to, to one of the leadership of the pastors. It's so important to know that you're covered. And that decision, like I said before, if it just sits up in the brain and just becomes a thought, it will just be an unfulfilled dream or an unfulfilled potential for the cause of Christ. He wants to use you. He wants to send you. He wants to empower you. So involve others in a decision that you might make today to say, yes, Lord, I am choosing you. I'm choosing your way. And involve others in that process. Because this room is full of the biggest supporters that you will ever have who will encourage you and pray for you and surround you. So, Father, bless your people this morning as we go and we fellowship and we have a wonderful time in spirit and in truth with brothers and sisters. That you will inhabit our conversations, that we will edify one another, that we will encourage each other, and that we will leave this place deciding to follow you choosing to honor you and to love others, making intentional, Holy Spirit-inspired choices. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.